Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Joy. My name is Joy, I'm the host of this podcast and today we got another special guest and that is Emily Gosh Harris and she's the founder of Soul Media, the host of the Soul Collective show. She's a sound alchemist and she's a 5D business mentor. We talked about how to combine spirituality with your business and how do we step more into our feminine energy and how do we listen more to our intuition and how do you find your purpose. And we also talked about astrology and the age of Aquarius and I find that a really interesting topic. As you know, I talk about that a lot on my podcast. And before we go to the episode, don't forget to follow me on Spotify, subscribe on our YouTube channel and follow us on TikTok and Instagram. And don't forget to leave five stars. It really helps me to boost my podcast. So if you have done that, thank you so much. And let's go to the episode. Enjoy. Welcome, Emily. Oh, thank you, Joy. <laughs> it's such an honor and a joy to be with you today. Nice, welcome. And you call yourself a 5D business mentor, and I find it really interesting that you actually combine this uh, 5D spiritual world with like this corporate business world. But um, before we dive into that, um, I would like to know, uh, did you always have this strong connection with the 5D world? Mm, that's such a beautiful question. You know, I feel that we are always, you know, we are such multi-dimensional beings. And so I've always felt a strong call to the spiritual, the esoteric, the mystical. Um, mm. Although, you know, that at times it's been stronger in my life. So definitely as a child, mm. it's very open, very connected and you know, you kind of alluded to bridging the gap between corporate and spirituality. And so that's been a really big part of my journey because for many years I was sort of following a prescriptive path of climbing the corporate ladder and working with, you know, Fortune 500 companies, multi-billion dollar brands. Um, and during that time, it was really more focused on um, on the external, on, you know, success, whatever that societal definition, um, you know, generic definition um, oh. can be. And so, you know, through that, I really discovered a stronger, deeper connection through losing that connection, through really wanting mm -hmm. to find that, really wanting to connect on a deeper way, wanting to feel you know, more of a connection to my higher self, more of my, yeah. you know, authentic yeah. soul presence. Um, and so it's through that journey that really um, I was able to find a way to merge the two worlds. So you were really sensitive, I guess, but how is it to be so sensitive also when you were a kid? Because I also remember I was also like an alien. I felt like an alien when I was a kid. And I always felt different. Did you also have this feeling? Yeah, I always felt different. You know, I was actually, I am a twin. And so 
I came in, I think, through that experience very highly empathic, you know, um, just naturally. But then also, you know, you have this other being and you're so in tune with that person's energy, their feelings, their emotions. And I think at a young age, I really tapped into telepathy, um, as you know, many of us do, but there was just such a strong telepathic connection and the way that, that we would communicate. So yeah, that sensitivity was always there, but at the same time, uh, a deep feeling of, I don't necessarily belong here. There's something mm-hmm. different. Um, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how was it to grow up then? Because you went to high school, I guess, after, Um, High school was really challenging. I found those years to be extremely um, tough to navigate. You know, um, there was a lot that was happening just emotionally in my um, home environment that, you know, was navigating on top of just navigating the experience of going through high school, that feeling of, you know, belonging and making friends, kind of finding your own niche. And one of the things that was really interesting, I think, in my journey was just feeling like I was always that person that kind of had, you know, friends with the um, the band group, you know, friends somewhat with the, you know, the popular group, friends with the, you know, so I never really had like one um, group, but I just tended to gravitate towards those that I felt a strong connection with and, um, you know, never had like a huge, huge group of friends, but um, was really more about uh, the quality of connection. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. Yeah. And Yeah, it sounds so familiar. And also for me, I always um, had like different kind of friends. Like I, yeah, it's it's all about the connection in the end. And you said um, success for you was first um, to work with really big clients. Uh, But what is success now for you? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, my father is an immigrant from Calcutta, India. And he came here for grad school and met my mother and they, you know, fell in love and they were both very kind of driven, I would say, um, work-wise and that work ethic was instilled in into me. So it was kind of like, you know, you get a, a good education and then, you know, get a good job. So I never really saw that model of being an entrepreneur, maybe like pursuing something super creative. That was a path that I needed to learn from myself. And I'm so grateful for that because I understand how challenging it can be. And especially through, you know, spending quite a a significant time in the corporate world and then, you know, taking that leap of faith of um, investing in myself, you know, going through the process of, um, you know, trusting in my intuition, bringing forth the creativity. I know that there's a lot of fear that can come up. And so um, for me, success now looks like following my heart. It looks like Mm -hmm. listening to my own authentic voice and tuning in and being in the flow of my own honoring my own rhythm my own body attuning to you know my own creative path Mm, really nice and how do we step more into our intuition do you also have some maybe some tricks you do to listen more to your intuition 
Yeah, I think one of the things with listening to our intuition is that we need to give space for that connection to arise. You know, it's very difficult to hear the intuition, that voice that is wanting to come through the connection to your higher self when there's a lot of mind chatter that's going on. And in a world that is a little bit, you know, or a lot um, more in the masculine energy, there can be a lot of this energy of go, 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 and sort of a fast paced energy. You know, I remember a time in my life where I literally, you know, hardly had five minutes free because I constantly was going off of a to-do list. It was constantly in this go, go, go energy. And we don't realize, right, what effect that has Mm -hmm. on our nervous system, um, you know, and how really, you know, we're in this constant state of, um, you know, fight or flight or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, go, go, go. And so it really takes quite a bit of opening up to allow that space to come through. And that's really where the voice of our intuition is heard. It's in a subtle whisper. It's in just a knowing in our heart. Um, A lot of times I hear my intuition more clearly when I'm in a flow state. So cultivating that flow state, I find is really helpful to bringing forth our intuition. And so For me, it's out in nature. So anything out in nature, um, moving my physical body, connecting with the elements, um, you know, often being near the ocean or water, I find just this deepening flow of intuitive knowledge coming through. It's when I can listen to myself. Also, you know, being able to kind of capture that because a lot of times our intuition, our own higher self is speaking to us, but we haven't cultivated that connection. And when we make time for the divine to remember that, then, you know, the divine remembers us. And I love that message because it is a co-creation. It is a, a process. And so sometimes we can do that by intentionally setting aside the time to journal, to, you know, say, okay, you know, maybe it's automatic writing and we're really just capturing whatever is wanting to flow through us. And when we create sort of a practice around that, this is when we're really able to create this insight and strengthen that muscle because intuition is like a muscle that is strengthened. The more that we listen to our intuition and also act upon the guidance. And I think that's another one of the keys because a lot of times our intuition is kind of encouraging us to follow our heart. And that going back to sort of a a society that's a little bit out of balance with these energetics, masculine and feminine, that we can be in our heads. And so to actually listen to the heart is a risky thing. You know, there's all these quotes that say, you know, being your authentic self is one of the most, you know, daring and courageous things that we can possibly do. And it's true. And so, you know, your intuition might be guiding you to start a podcast or to practice an offering or a service that is, you know, a really um, 
step of bringing forth one of your gifts in a new way that you haven't done so before. And so that might feel like, oh, but gosh, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet or if I have enough experience. Um, and so we can second guess our intuition. And so that trust muscle of being like, okay, this is coming through for me. I'm going to trust I'm going to lean into this and just surrender to the unknown and take one step forward and see how this goes, because that truly is that muscle that over time gets strengthened and we develop this beautiful relationship that guides us on the path of really listening and attuning to our wisdom of our souls. Mm. Yeah, I think also by taking action, you can really feel if it's good for you. If it feels really easy and um, sometimes people find it really scary maybe because it sounds so big, you know, if you take this step and, but you don't have to, uh, this is not like risking your life or something, you know, maybe it feels something like this, but um, you can actually make mistakes. And I think a lot of people are also afraid to make this mistake. Oh, I can agree with you more. Yeah. You know, there's a wonderful book um, by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, but I didn't read it. Oh, it's <laughs> a fantastic book. Um, I've read it a couple times. Highly recommend it. And really the premise is, you know, what, what you're sharing is like, you know, we can have our zone of excellence, um, which is an area that we're good at, right? Like it comes naturally. Like, for example, you know, me in corporate, it was like, um, you know, there was parts where I was like, I'm, I'm good at this, you know, and also, you know, the safety net of making money or, you know, feeling like you have, you know, this, this security, um, right. But then there's also what is called our zone of genius. And that's the area that's outside of our comfort zone where really our highest gifts are activated in divine service. And so when we take a step outside of our comfort zone, um, that's when the magic happens. Mm -hmm. And what is the thing you did out of your comfort zone that uh, it's give, yeah, actually give you this boost? Little shifts at a time, honestly. You know, Martha Beck uh, is... Um, I guess she's been a guest on my podcast and someone I really, really enjoyed connecting with. And she says one degree turns. So you can really transform your life by making these small changes one step at a time. And we, sometimes we feel like, oh my gosh, they're so far between where I am and where I want to go. Because oftentimes the vision that we receive is so big. And it's like, how am I going to bring this forward? How do I get there? And we want to know all the answers. And this is where the ego comes in because the ego wants to keep us safe, right? So oh, we don't have all the answers. This feels like it's going to be impossible. So let me just stay kind of comfortable right where I am. Whatever it is that is like out there, like calling to us, speaking to our soul. And so it is through just taking one tiny step forward, because in so doing, we develop the confidence to keep going. So I am not, you know, I didn't come into this world with, you know, necessarily all of the, the confidence or the tools or the knowledge, but my journey has been about really trusting my 
my voice, you know, mm-hmm. trusting my heart that is guiding me in a certain way and taking a step even when I feel a little bit of fear or nervousness. And in in that, it's like, okay, you know, I am enjoying this process or I am learning because like, this is when we grow. Um, and I find that through that process that so much is revealed about ourselves and we're able to really open up to more of what our divine path and purpose here is. And how did you actually prepare yourself then uh, before you went into this um, yeah, spiritual world because you're from the corporate? Uh, did you qu- just quit your job and went for your dreams or did you also did it with small steps? So it took me about, I would say, I think it was between three and six months to really receive the download around soul media. And it came through when I was in my flow state. Actually, I remember, you know, waking up really early in the morning before going to work. So I would get up at like, you know, 530 in the morning and go for, um, you know, a jog along the water. And that's when this vision was sort of downloaded to me and I would come back home and just, you know, take notes in my journal and kind of like draw pictures of what I was seeing and, you know, the logo and things like that are just kind of coming through because I feel like I was asking for and I was open at that time. And when we are open to receiving and sometimes going through something where it's like spirit, you know, help the sister out. Like we can really ask the universe for support, ask our guides. Um, That's what I was doing at that time. And um, so a lot of, I I, I wouldn't take, you know, full, full credit by any means. It was really the universe that kind of helped me and um, helped me to see the vision more clearly. And then after those three to six months, it was like, okay, I can see how this may work. What are some of the pieces? I didn't know the whole thing, but I was able to take that leap and start the journey of starting my own business. Um, And then, you know, it's like it's just the beginning because there's so much that's you know as you know like met along the way and there's so much that is revealed and with the journey of being you know an entrepreneur following our dreams I feel you know there's so much inner work that needs to take place as well you know we're met each step along the way um, to go deeper so that we're able to really translate the inner into into the outer Mm. yeah i think becoming an entrepreneur is really good for your uh, mindset to train your mindset because i thought that i was a really positive person i can do everything but when i started to be become an entrepreneur i realized i was actually talking really negative about myself and i was actually putting myself down and i didn't realize it you know it's so weird yeah, and this is yeah. one of the things that it just absolutely is fascinates me and just inspires me with my journey of working with spiritual entrepreneurs because, you know, sometimes we can think like, oh, it's the strategy or it's the systems and um, oftentimes like that is actually more of the easier parts um, and it's really overcoming some of these deeper hurdles that stand in our way that bring up the resistance. So so like an example of that is like, maybe we're saying like, oh my gosh, all this technology is so overwhelming and I can't, 
you know, figure this out. But there might be like a deeper fear behind that that is like, well, is it really safe to be seen? Am I, Mm -hmm. you know, ready to be visible or whatever that limiting belief is? It's like that, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at those really is the gold because that is the Mm -hmm. alchemy. Yeah, for sure. And also, uh, I also talk about this in my previous podcast that a lot of people say that uh, you have to be afraid of your dark side, but I think a lot of people are afraid of standing in your own light because you have to show yourself, you have to be your most authentic self, and that's that can be really scary. So, so true. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's a beautiful quote by Marianne Williamson that it's like, um, oh gosh, and but it's something like it's it's really the um magnitude of our um you know mm-hmm. power of our light mm-hmm. that is truly you know what is mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's so true and also um connecting to your higher self in your business i think that's really important um so how do you actually put more spirituality in your business how do you coach people in this Mm, yeah that's such a beautiful question Mm. we're constantly co-creating with spirit in our business and i think that that's one thing that we need to attune to and we can invite that relationship in and to deepen and to realize that in every moment of the day we're actually in co-creation with the divine and the more that we remember that, the more that we invite that in, whether it's, you know, sitting at your altar in the morning and asking for guidance of like, what is in the highest and best for me to focus on this, this mm-hmm. day, or maybe it's a prayer, or maybe it's inviting in more joy and more mm-hmm. playfulness and more spaciousness mm-hmm. into our day so that we're able to bring in more joy. Um, this is more actually- joy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, I love that your name is Joy and the name of this, this podcast because it's such a beautiful reminder that actually in our following our highest joy, our highest excitement is that that is where we are magnetic. And when we are magnetic, this is when we're able to manifest, where we're able to create our highest timeline. Hmm. And do you also think the world is ready for this? Because sometimes I also feel in a corporate world, you cannot be really vulnerable. I, st- I still do it uh, because I also work in marketing and I'm, I'm just being myself, you know, and um, if I'm having a bad day, I'm just saying it, you know, I don't mind. But do you think it's safe to be always vulnerable in business? There's still a lot of masks that people tend to wear, and in certain environments, the masks may be more present. Mm. And and yet, you know, one of the greatest invitations when we can stand as our authentic selves is that we give other people permission to take off mm. their masks, to be their authentic selves. And so what a great gift it is to be in that authenticity, to shine your own unique light because it gives other people permission to do the same. And so what we're seeing right now in the world is massive shift, massive transformation that's taking place. And um, of course, you know, in corporate, you know, this is somewhat magnified, right? Because it's, it's a breaking down and 
change of a system that has been deeply ingrained in that, you know, it's kind of like a a large ship, you know, where it it takes longer for it to maybe change directions. um, And you feel the impact of the waves or the, the movement of the boat. So um, this is what's taking place in our world and definitely with corporate where it's this, you know, I think we see that with the the great resignation where so many people are kind of maybe moving around. A lot of big part of that is, okay, I want to be free to be my authentic self and I want to bring forward my purpose and I want to feel connected to deeply connected to the work that I'm doing. And so I I believe that that doesn't mean that people aren't meant to be in corporate. It just means, mm-hmm. you know, creating an environment where there's more freedom and flexibility for everyone to kind of show up without the masks and, you know, mm-hmm. and this creates a, just a different energy and a flow. And you're seeing this, right? Like there's more openness to sound healing, mm-hmm. and yoga, and meditation and wellness overall, um, because it's a shift that we need to make collectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I also talk about this uh, in my last podcast about the age of Aquarius. Uh, that is a really interesting time when the frequency is getting higher. And I also feel that because I, since... I think since COVID happened, I felt more in touch with my higher self and I was already working on spirituality before, but, um, yeah, during that COVID time, I was actually, yeah, I had the time to really practice on that. And, um, I really feel people are more open for it, but I also see like, um, yeah, the people are splitting up. So you have like this, this people who are not really in touch with themselves and they don't want to look at it. They don't want to look at the truth. And you also have the other people who are really, yeah, in touch with themselves, you know? Yeah, I feel that it's so divinely orchestrated. We all have our own unique blueprints and they're so unique and that's one of the most beautiful gifts about you know practicing astrology and galactic astrology and um because you get to see you know just the uniqueness the unique Mm -hmm. expression that we all are and the you know unique gifts that we have to share and you know sort of we all have this divine alarm clock in terms of what is our our higher self our mm-hmm. over soul is orchestrating in terms of awakening and ascension and and expansion and really stepping into more of um our higher self more of our mm-hmm. over soul presence and so i feel for everybody's path it's going to be so unique and divinely guided and you know, there's so much available at this time, like you alluded to it, 2020 being like a massive shift, but also, Mm. you know, the age of Aquarius, like these, um, you know, procession of the equinoxes takes place every 26,000 years, roughly. Mm. And so we're entering uh, a new age and how significant to be on earth on this planet at this time, you know. Yeah, for sure. And do you also think we choose this life to be in this this time? 
Yes, I feel yeah. there's absolutely no um, no coincidence. It's highly significant that we're here on this time and mm. um, during this great shift, moving mm. into a new age. Absolutely. And do you also feel a really strong connection with the moon? Because tomorrow there's a full moon again. And uh, people talk about it. That's going to be a really powerful full moon. Are you also really into that? You know, I feel um, Pythagoras, you know, talks about the music of the spheres. And, you know, he was on to something so profound and, you know, many other great um, you know, philosophers, seers, mystics have um, really understood the deep connection between us and the cosmos, us and the planets. And of course, with the moon, you know, mm -hmm. we can see the direct, you know, a woman's cycle and the um, the tides and how we're so in sync with with nature and so influenced by you know, planetary energies. It's no uh, coincidence either that during the full moon, there is a little bit more of a chaotic energy. You know, there is more accidents that occur during the full moon and um, actually more, um, there is an increase in, in crime. And I feel that this is simply because there's a heightened energy and it's palpable and it's potent. And so we can choose to work with these energies in any way that we, that is, you know, highest and best for us personally, since we are moving through um, an eclipse portal, this is highly personal. So on an individual level and also collective, you know, eclipses really are about personal transformation. And this is the last eclipse of the Scorpio uh, Taurus um, lunar axis before in July we enter into the Aries Libra axis. We'll have which will have a very you know palpable and different quality to it. So this is kind of the culmination of an 18 month cycle. And we really can look at these energies of, of Taurus and Scorpio, how they show up in our individual lives. Um, and, you know, Scorpio is the second water sign of the Zodiac. It's really the depth of the ocean. It is really about getting to the deep underground the you know exploring the the deepest places and spaces looking at the shadows what's ready to be alchemized what's ready to be healed transformed you know it's the archetype of the phoenix rising from the ashes and scorpio is really about our personal power so it is a, a great time to look at and perhaps release any areas where we are feeling that we're perhaps hiding our power or our light um, oh. and perhaps being invited to step more into that self-love and that self-worth Taurus energies of really um, honoring that from within. Mm. So look at your dark side. This is the theme of this moon. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Really interesting. And do you also have some kind of ritual you do with the full moon? Well, I love to connect with sound. Um, mm -hmm. That is uh, a deep medicine for me. So often I will host um, a, a full moon and a new moon um, sound healing ceremony. 
we can connect with different uh, sound frequencies to to heal, to nourish, to support. Um, so that's one of the ways that I'll be connecting in ceremony and and prayer. Um, also, journaling for me is really big um, to journal around anything that is ready to be released. And also for me personally, I'm going on this. 22 day journey, which I'm really excited about, um, that starts this week. And it's really about elimination. It's about creating the spaciousness and eliminating so that we're able to intentionally call in that which we desire and have the space to be able to receive. Wow. Amazing. And you're going to do that alone or you're going to a retreat or? It's actually a, a group container that I'm a part of. Oh, nice. Okay. And what kind of things do you do then, these 22 days? Well, the first thing is to really connect with any areas that we are ready to let go of and release. And so, you know, maybe traditionally this would be like going to a, a retreat or a silent retreat where we have you know the time and space to like really go within and be focused and then um you know if we aren't in that environment and we're kind of creating it in our everyday lives it's like how can we create more spaciousness and in intentionality and bring that into our everyday lives so maybe it is like eliminating any unnecessary social media or scrolling it's perhaps being in incredibly mindful of the conversations that we're having and how they're contributing to our energy, you know, what we're watching in terms of, you know, if we're watching any television or the podcasts that we're listening to, the, even the music that we're listening to, these are all have an effect on our energetic ecosystem. Um, and so, yeah, really attuning to all the ways that we um, can intentionally create our reality. Mm -hmm. So you actually have a time to listen to your intuition again, just to be more in silence. Yes, absolutely. Really nice. And you also mentioned astrology. I think it's also really interesting. And you're into galactic astrology. Uh, maybe you can tell the listeners what it is, because it's a little bit more different than traditional astrology, right? Yeah. And I love to blend, you know, different modalities. So for me, you know, the readings when I uh, working with clients, it, it integrates galactic astrology, also Western astrology, gene keys, human design, um, and numerology. So I'm looking at kind of all of those different facets for us to have a better understanding of one's blueprint. And so what's so interesting is when we kind of layer these modalities on top of each other, we it all of a sudden brings to life this multi-dimensional picture of somebody and their gifts and maybe areas of wounds or, you know, um, areas that um, were meant to heal and transcend challenges that were meant to learn and grow from. And we can also kind of tap into our soul journey through the cosmos. And that's one of the things that galactic astrology, astrology really illuminates is to help us to understand some of our connections to the fixed stars and other constellations in our galaxy. And perhaps, you know, looking at that archetypical energy, um, because we can look at some of, you know, the star races and the constellations and just similar to like, if you were 
you know, have a lot of Sagittarius energy in your chart or, you know, you have, um, you know, a lot of, um, you know, planets in your, you know, fifth house, right? For example, it's like, okay, what are um, these parts of the picture communicating? And it really brings it to life. And galactic astrology helps us to understand perhaps past lifetimes, how they're contributing to the future um, and present timelines. Um, and so it gives us sort of this full picture from which to, you know, perhaps bring forth, you know, I feel like the more that we understand our blueprint, we can perhaps understand, you know, our soul's connection and, and really, you know, hone in on that, which we are ready to bring forward, to create, to um, really illuminate in this present now moment. Mm -hmm. And what did you find? How is it about yourself then yeah. during these readings? Because do you also do it for yourself? Yeah, that's actually a great place to start. Um, and there's mm -hmm. a website um, that's uh, galacticastrochart.com. Um, which uh, Julia Balaz, who she's incredible. She was my teacher in galactic astrology, and she has an incredible free resource on her on her site where anybody can go and get a free galactic uh, chart. Which I highly recommend if anybody is called um, to mm. um, to start there and to really know thyself, to know your own chart. Just like you know, with astrology, there's we can go as deep down the the rabbit whole as we desire um or feel you know guided and called and so yeah absolutely that's that's where i began um you know i have a strong formal hut uh connection um in my chart uh you know but many um you know other star systems just like many of us that are drawn to this work and you know it's perhaps have had, you know, incarnations in Orion and the Pallades and, um, you know, Lyra and, you know, some of these, um, you know, points uh, through the cosmos that many of us travel through. And what are like the things you found out more about your personality, for example, or maybe the way you're doing business? And did you also saw it back in your astrology? That's such a beautiful question. So one thing, one area that can be really interesting to explore is your connection. If you're, for example, you know, looking at a, a, a reading that's focused more on like business or divine purpose, um, you could be looking at sort of placements um, that are conjunct um, or opposite certain fixed star uh, constellations. So, for example, you know, your North Node, which in astrology, North Node is symbolizing an area of focus of, of growth and an area that your soul is really um, focused on deepening, exploring um, in this lifetime and perhaps what we're, we're leaving behind or integrating from our South Node. And so for me personally, my North Node is in the 10th house in Gemini. Um, and so this, you know, indicates sort of perhaps in an earlier incarnation, a previous timeline, um, comfortability where maybe I wasn't able to fully step into, 
you know, a career um, or into being visible, that it was really more, you know, wanting to share some of these, these things, but maybe um, not having the ability to do so, maybe being more focused on family, um, you know, so this could be some, some past life uh, that right we bring in and work on um, perhaps healing or transcending um, in this incarnation and so in the 10th house this speaks of um, our legacy it speaks of career and the north node might not always feel familiar it might feel uncomfortable and a little bit like out taking a step outside of our comfort zone um, for me i happen to have my north node conjunct um, orion which are Orion star seeds, there is definitely a tendency to um, follow a path of entre entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. also um, really have a lot of like interest simultaneously, which um, that is definitely the case for me. So it's interesting when we know kind of about the archetypical energies of certain um, fixed stars and star races that we're able to just like, you know, any of the archetypes to understand, okay, how is this energy perhaps assisting me? How is it maybe uh, challenging me? Or what am I meant to learn through this? Yeah, I think it's really interesting to get to know yourself better. And, um, but I will think also uh, put the link in the description so people can look at it. And, um, and what is your goal now with uh, Soul Media? Do you have a strategy for you for the future? Hmm. You know, I'm right now, I think during these 22 days, really going to be deepening that connection to spirit to attune to where I'm being guided. I feel there's so much that I am desiring to to bring forward and create, but I, you know, am opening it up to spirit to like, what is the highest and best at this point in time? I know that there's um, a lot that's being shown around assisting um, star seeds and um, spiritual entrepreneurs to really like deepen their visibility to bring forth their brands and really like almost be a doula to um, those that are bringing forth and creating businesses and um, and helping them to really deepen their divine path of service. So we will see what is wow. the next next chapter. Small steps. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> really good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. And are you also interested in plant medicine? Yes, I am actually. Um, I've had periods of time where I've felt strongly guided and called um, to explore the medicine. And actually, a part of this um, this journey that I'm on um, does involve some form of plant consciousness. Um, it's not ayahuasca exactly but um it is connecting with the spirit of plant consciousness and plant medicine um and deepening that connection so yeah i feel like there is when consciously um you know um partake in upon there's so much um that is available to us mm -hmm. yeah for sure and i actually tried uh, cacao um last month and i was so fascinating uh, fascinated about it so i actually bought some cacao from guatemala and um i wanted to try that more and do that more because i felt like my heart chakra was opening and um i used to be a dj before so and i realized i really missed to be a dj you know so 
I, I did this cacao ceremony and I was looking at um, my last videos and I thought, wow, this is so amazing. I missed this so much. So I just bought a DJ set and I thought, okay, I'm just going to DJ again. I don't know how, but yeah, I'm just going to do it. So yeah, it's it's not really like a tripping kind of drug, of course. It's, it's really like soft, but it's really nice to do so, uh, sometimes and just to connect with your, yeah, your heart. Oh, I love that so much. That's mm. that's so beautiful. I'm so excited. Like I was just seeing mm. and feeling so much music and energy through through that sharing. And um, I was just actually mm. in Guatemala at the start of this year um, at Lake Italy. Oh, really? Which, yeah, is such a, a magical, um, you know, spiritual place I, I feel with such a strong connection to the elementals. Um, but yeah, that's that's really beautiful that you connected with cacao there and, you know, had that vision come through so strongly around music and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Well, I was not in Guatemala, but I bought the, the cacao from Guatemala and I did it here. But, um, yeah, one of my friends actually surprised me with this and she has some connections there. So I bought it from her. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to drink some chocolate milk. You know, I'm just going to feel happy. I don't know, but let's try. So it was, I was really amazed about the feeling, but I had a feeling before, but it was not so strong as this. So, um, I'm really to plan to do this more and just to, yeah, to write or just to, uh, create new things. Because if you can listen to your heart, then you can just, yeah, do whatever you like. It's so beautiful. I love cacao ceremonies. And I feel like what you're bringing forth and sharing is so important because it's really like the intention and the container that you said. And, you know, when that deep con connection and intention is set, then, you know, you're really able to bring forth that which you desire. And if that is mm -hmm. to deepen your connection with your heart, and it's just beautiful to allow that to unfold. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I also think like music is also frequency. So it can be also related, you know, to spirituality. So, yeah, and very present in Guatemala, by the way. Really? Oh. Yeah, that's actually what, what brought me there was a musical retreat. Oh, nice. Because you're also doing um, sound, sound alchemist. But what is actually a sound alchemist? What do you do? Yeah, so. Um, really connecting with the frequency of, of sound mm -hmm. through ceremonies and, and healing. And so I offer one-on-one -on -one and group uh, sound healing ceremonies. And, you know, my family of sound instruments have um, been growing since I've, you know, listened to that call. And it, it like you were sharing before, it's like something that is unpredictable. It's like I didn't couldn't ever see this fully emerging. I didn't have the full vision of it. I just always loved music. Like since I was little, I've always been drawn to music. I was always at, you know, festivals and I just finally listened to that call, that inner voice of like, okay, no, you're actually meant to pursue this and, you know, try out some trainings. And I've, you know, just now at the end of a another training, which was a, a nine month 
incredible mentorship journey with sound and the stars and really beautiful container. And I feel so grateful. You know, there's so many of us who are keepers of frequency. And, um, you know, I was just talking about this yesterday. It's just some of the most healing modalities are hidden in plain sight, which we have access to. But, you know, just knowing the potency of sound and breath and light, um, food, these things that can be so healing to us if they're used with, um, you know, our highest consciousness and intention, um, so much is possible. And sound has the ability to really penetrate um, different parts of the body. We're able to connect with sound on on a cellular level. And so with that, we're able to create profound shifts and um, even to uh, break up parts of the body where there is resistance or there is blocked energy. I found for my own personal journey, it's like hard to explain why, but you just find yourself like after a sound healing ceremony, I don't know what it is, you know, but it's like all this emotion came up or I just noticed that I had this release or I just feel like there's this opening um, afterwards. And it's amazing because when you think of little babies, you know, little babies come in and we express through sound. And Mm -hmm. you think of a baby and they cry or they scream out when they need help or they're hurt or they squeal in delight. And there's like this element of allowing the emotions to flow through you, through sound, through just the alchemy of the voice. And somewhere along the lines, we somewhat lose that or have that like um, watered down a little bit of like, oh, don't be too loud or, you know, like, shh, don't cry. Things like this that maybe have great intentions behind it. But there is this wisdom in moving through emotions through sound. And it can be through listening to a sound that helps us to release that blocked or stored energy or actually us expressing and opening up and using our own voice to speak to the cells of our body. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it can be so healing. And I also had someone on my podcast that actually is creating the 432 frequency music. I saw that. Yeah, it, it's so interesting, you know, and she was always trying to, um, yeah, create music who has like a positive impact and she actually found his way and yeah, she always thought like, yeah, what what kind of way can I make this healing music, you know, and she was just trying and she was just doing it and now she got like a million, million views. It's It's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really nice. And um, I was also wondering, um, what is the best advice you ever got from someone? That's a great question. I feel like one of the best pieces of advice that I've received is like, what is the best that can happen? what is the best possible outcome? And I feel like so often we go to, you know, trying to figure it out like, oh, but what about this? Or what if this happens? And we 
don't necessarily focus on our highest possible vision. What is the best possible outcome that can materialize from this dream, this vision, this, you know, stepping in, this trusting, this allowing. And so it is related to trust. It is relating to related to trusting ourselves and knowing that when we do allow our heart to lead the way, that it can lead to the most profound miracles. And we actually have the invitation to focus on that and to dream really big because that's how we dream a new world into existence, into being. It's through all, all of us, each and every one of us, tuning to our highest excitement, dreaming and visioning and um, spending time in the frequency of joy. Mm -hmm. Wow, beautiful. Yeah. I think this is a perfect ending for the podcast. Um, but before we leave, um, if anybody is interested in the courses, the services, or the mentorship from uh, Emily, you have to go to emilygoshharris.com. And I will put also all the links in the description uh, from her social media. And uh, you already shared some lovely words, actually. But um, maybe you have some final words to uh, say to the audience. Yes. You know, I feel what I'm being guided to share in this moment is that, you know, through listening to our hearts and taking one step forward, that this is where really the magic happens and trusting ourselves along the way. It's we don't have to know the entire staircase, but when we do take that leap of faith, and trust in ourselves. There's so much beauty in that and so much that is realized in in that journey. And you know, along the way, whatever is that arises, if we can meet that with unconditional love. I think that's the key because in this journey of, you know, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's spirituality, whether it's you know, healing, there's so much that we are discovering through this journey, through this walk, and we're all walking each other home, you know, and with that, there's naturally stuff that's going to come up and that's going to rise to the surface. And we talked a little bit about the Scorpio lunar eclipse, but really just the energy of this year in general is quite uh, tumultuous. It's quite a bit of, about navigating change. And with that, it's quite normal for things to come up to the surface because they're ready to be looked at. And that's not necessarily always comfortable. It doesn't always feel great in that moment. But I think trusting that whatever is arising is exactly what we need and that there is so much healing and expansion on the other side. One of the things that I love to remind myself of is that you know, the universe is constantly expanding and contracting and that's how we grow and how the universe, you know, moves. And so if we're experiencing contraction of some form, then we can remind ourselves that there is expansion on the other side. And so when we move through an area of perhaps shadow work or deep um, inner healing or inner child healing or release that 
really that this is something that is necessary for our growth and evolution and also the growth and evolution of our planet of our collective and so the more that we can meet that with soft eyes of awareness with unconditional love and non-judgment we allow that to move through and so that's the final words that i'd love to share is just letting go of all judgment you know your journey is perfect you're exactly where you're meant to be and you're navigating this change um in such a beautiful way came to earth for a reason and it's through our collective intention and co-creation that we're able to move forward wow beautiful thank you so much for these words and thank you for coming on my podcast and uh, i want to thank everyone for listening and i will see you in the next one bye bye